Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode number two of Dirt Track Life with Peyton Burkhart. So yesterday, we started talking about wives and dirt track racing and how it's dangerous and how it can't help us if we get hurt. Well, today, I'm going to be following up on that, but I'm going to be following up with a little different statement. I'm going to be following up with why dirt track is good. So uh, a reference I used in the last podcast was wives go shopping for fun. Husbands do racing for fun. Now, racing, like I said in the last episode, it's a little more expensive than shopping. But you know what? It all levels out. Now, another way to reason why racing is good is because it helps the economy build uh it helps the economy build more people and more things to do. I know by my experience here in Hutchinson, Kansas, once a year for 10 days, we have the Kansas State Fair and maybe a few horse and livestock shows at the fair. That's about it. Now, we have the Hutchinson Grand Nationals, which is a weekend before, the, which is um, 17th and 18th of June. Of July, actually, sorry. My apologies. July, 17th, 18th of July, 2020. It brings a whole nother adventure to the fairgrounds. And people, a lot of people like it. Now, granted, some people aren't a fan of it. Granted, some people don't like as much as as we do. But you got to think of it in the standpoint as I'm a, I'm a racer and, of course, I'm going to like it. That's not how everybody thinks. I know a racer from Iowa, Ryan Gustin. He's a uh, modified racer with the USMTS Modifieds. He is really good, and he hates coming to the fairgrounds because we don't race on it enough. You guys don't understand. We do not have enough cars to race on it. We race on it once a year. We don't have enough cars to race on it any other time of the year. We have once a year for two days, and that's it. That is it. He does not like coming here racing on because it's super, super, super rough. It gets worked once a year. The track gets prepped once a year. The rest, it just sits there and sits there and sits there all year until it gets graded again. And that that's 11 months. That has enough time for a track to deteriorate and make very, 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 very rough roots from when the rain washes holes and ruts through the dirt. It's really rough. Half mile on a rough, a rough half mile is not a good half mile to run. But just think, if we had more cars and we could race more on it, then we could totally, totally, totally have five or six races there, at least a race there once a month. That would make the track so much better if we had a race there once a month and and it would just it would just blow everybody's mind if you see that track change if we raced once a month. Now, granted, it costs a lot of money and the, the owner of eighty one Speedway also runs Hudson Grand Nationals. That is a lot of money to run into great two tracks at once. Now that's why we need to have more cars and more racers to race. Because more cars, more money, 
more ways we can make the track better and the establishment better. I know 81 Speedway just sold J.R. Sartain. He has enough money. He's one of the millionaires in Wichita. He's going to change that track. He has a five-year plan for that track. First thing, before he even took over, he already ordered brand new grandstands. Brand new metal grandstands. The infield, I don't know if you're familiar with 81 Speedway, but it is there. you can park in the infield. Making that all grass, only thing that's going to be in the infield is the scales. For the outside and the parking area, for the haulers and stuff, on the pit area, he's making that wider and bigger so that the cars that park down in the middle are able to park up at top. I know that for a fact. I know he's making it look more professional by putting a fence around because I know it does not have a fence around it now and people don't have to buy any pit passes to get in and they get in free and watch the races. That is not a good way for a racetrack to make money. You've got to have a fence around the track. He's putting a big old fence around the track. And, 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 we're making it look way more professional because we're having, we're having the haulers park at diagonal, just like they do at NASCAR. We're having the haulers park diagonally. That's how you make a racetrack and a place look perfect and look better. The push trucks, they, are, they don't look too good right now. They're old trucks, back small tires. They're getting all new push trucks, putting brand new push trucks in there, brand new tow trucks. Watch well, you get a good tow truck, not a, not a bus with the back towing thing on it. That is not how you run a racetrack. You run a racetrack by precision and, and, and by perfectionist. That's how you run a racetrack. That is how you know that you are running a racetrack as sufficient as you can. And that is how, and we can't do any of that without car count. So the message I'm going to leave with you at the end of this episode, message and quote from Peyton Burkhart, get into racing, race at your local track. Get into racing and support your local track by racing there. My name is Peyton Burkhart, and I am going to wrap this up right now. Thank you for watching episode two of Life with Peyton Burkhart. And I hope to see you later this evening with another episode, episode three. Stay tuned. Peace.